Hi everyone, this is another episode of the streaming uh, caffeine uh, as a host, Joe. And uh, today I'm inviting Mustaf from Resmo to join the talk. And uh, by the way, I'm so lazy today, so I didn't uh, bring any fancy coffee. So I just used this uh, instant uh, coffee, uh, I guess I got from Europe. And uh, this is really good enough. And uh, uh, feel free to introduce yourself uh, uh, and uh, what kind of coffee are you drinking today, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Mustafa. I'm the co-founder of Resmo, and today I'm drinking just regular coffee from the machine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I think uh, I I tried the Resmo, I guess almost uh, half years ago. I was very impressed. Uh, for you guys can reach out to so many different uh, sources, or maybe I'm not really the best person. You you will be much better to describe what kind of service or kind of value you guys provide in uh, RESMO. And uh, is the RESMO more like resource monitoring? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, initial point we started. I mean, we were collecting resources and monitoring them, and we just looked up the domain resource monitoring RESMO, and it was, the IO was free, and some uh, guy from France reached out to us, do you want to get the .com as well? So we decided that's the domain name for us. So in short, I mean, uh, we collect resources data from multiple providers in the context of security uh, because the configuration errors are very common in cloud and SaaS tools and they can lead to severe uh, security problems because as much as the cloud is easy to use, it's also easy to misconfigure it and with one mistake you can open your data to public or break some checks uh, or disable your uh, features it, it, anything can happen and that's why we built Resmo because we have seen this problem uh, we use lots of tools lots of cloud tools and SaaS tools and within those we do many things that we are not even aware of uh, we use one service that creates another thing and the cascading effect we end up with lots of resources that's why we focused on resource part uh, for example in the cloud context we get the configuration of an S3 bucket but not its data uh, in it so we do a read-only check on those tools uh, we do the collection via either polling uh, because not every API can push data to us through webhooks but if we have the ability to use webhooks we certainly use them for example in SaaS space Google Workspace is our most used uh, integration and if someone has become an admin or added to a group removed from a group or changed the critical settings in the Google Workspace we can get this information immediately and save this uh, in our database and we let this data to be uh, explorable using SQL. Um, I mean, my father has been writing SQL since I was a little child. So I was always fascinated by how good SQL is expressing this uh, data fetching. You, you just write some words and the data comes in a nice tabular format. And this uh, it, it fits right in our uh, 
usage and with with those SK uh, capability that's the core uh, piece we try to build use cases on top of it uh, for instance we check for basic security checks uh, or the advanced uh, things uh, we can do with SK because we have the ability to uh, join this data uh, among multiple uh, resources or multiple providers for example we can check if someone is in Google Workspace is not in uh, but there is also someone in your AWS account that shouldn't be there they are not in your directory they are a shadow user or uh, even worse a hacker and uh, we can do this with SQL the power of SQL that's why we have chosen SQL yeah that's awesome I think uh, the, the very reason I I start trying Rust mode because it's more from kind of like user or perspective, customer perspective that is uh, as a stop company uh, in tech, uh, we we don't want to maintain so many steps ourselves, right? That's the reason why we use many uh, SaaS solutions, right? So we use Auth0, we have using Slack, AWS, yeah. Kubernetes, uh, HubSpot, uh, the list is on and on. And uh, uh, on one end, we already passed our SOC to tab one, working on tab two, but we do need to monitoring all the resources to figure out what if anything we can improve to make the things uh, more secure. And also, we also want to make sure that uh, no like resource is uh, isolated, is upscaled, or, or it's uh, wasted, right? So uh, I, when I check uh, Resmo and try the product, I really uh, get impressed regarding you have so many integration, maybe, I don't know, maybe even like a hundred to, to mm -hmm. popular uh, sources and almost every every week, every two weeks, you guys have new newsletter announcing new integration, that's awesome. And the other thing that is, I guess it's not really uh, something must have, but at least for me, I'm really a secure person, right? So I'm okay to writing, write uh, like Python script or Java or whatsoever, but I really think using SQL to describe this uh, condition in the where course, uh, no matter it's uh, like exactly match or like or equals, or, or any kind of combination, or even with certain kind of uh, join and the, and the JSON parsing. This is very, I'm really big fan of using a big UI form to describe the logic. So I know in some other systems, they might providing either a UI form or some special language, but I think if, if Rasmo already provides a SQL-based uh, resource management and uh, even with some dashboard, notebook, and alerts, yeah, I guess it will be even no learning curve for me. So I'm very impressed by that. Um, Thank so you. can you tell me, tell me more about, uh, or share with this uh, uh, audience for this podcast, that is how you guys achieve such a uh, low latency, right? I mean, the context of that is, uh, I mean, this, uh, uh, this podcast is called Streaming Caffeine, right? So mainly mm -hmm. about the data streaming, uh, but streaming is, can mean a lot, but one of the immediate value is real time. Uh, it is very obvious. Resmo already achieved the real time part. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can share a little bit. About one is, uh, do you planning to add more streaming semantics, something similar, uh, watermark or time window in Flink or in other system like Tempest? Mm -hmm. uh, but the other question I do want to add that is. Uh, how you guys achieve such a low latency? Uh, so I'm I'm all really curious about uh, how how this balance is made uh, in the context of Resmo. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, th thank you for kind words. Uh, we are collecting lots of data, uh, even though even though it doesn't mostly change. We have to ask the API provider what's the latest 
version right now. And when we are doing this, not every resource can be fetched from single API call. We need to list the resources, maybe call describe detailed API endpoint one more time for each resource. And it can be time consuming uh, if we do it very sequentially. We rely on asynchronous uh, events a lot. Uh, we try to uh, split the processing of the data and fetching of this data uh, independent from each other uh, so that we can scale this uh, collection and uh, saving and alerting uh, separate. Uh, right now we are used, I mean, we have built this as a monolith, but it's a modular monolith that uh, talks with queues. Uh, we are using AWS, by the way. Uh, we are using SQS a lot. Uh, when we fetch a resource, it's pushed to... Uh, uh, I mean, every data collection is uh, triggered by queue, queues. Uh, we don't block on uh, when we receive a webhook or when we are doing a HTTP call to another service. Uh, we try to parallelize them a lot uh, because uh, we are doing lots of network I.O. I mean, we have to, uh, they are not CPU uh, bound, but they are I.O. bound. Uh, they are also not I.O. intensive in terms of bandwidth, but we are doing lots of operations, opening sockets, each other, to opening new threads to uh, fetch this data. Our backend is in Kotlin and we uh, we achieved this, I mean, how, how should I say, uh, by separating the consoles, we fetch this data, then kick another process to save this data so that it can be retried uh, either potently. Uh, that's one of the things that helps us to scale fast. And we are, I mean, uh, being close to the providers also helps. I mean, we don't host in Europe because every major uh, provider is in uh, US, either West or East. We chose West because it's more uh, a stable region. Uh, we have backup in East, but we mostly use US West. And yeah, I mean, basically, we, we try to be efficient in our code. Uh, it, it can matter because, as I said, we are Describing those resources, sometimes it can be a lot. Uh, we They have to be persistent in memory. We try to save them in batches, not keep them all is in memory. Uh, that's not like, exactly like streaming, uh, but it, it, it looks like streaming, but it is like a micro batches. And right now, uh, as we, we collect two types of data, uh, one is configuration of these resources. They tend to be small in the volume uh, compared to the other type of data, which is audit logs or uh, security logs we collect from providers. Uh, that data is immutable and streaming to us. Uh, we just started doing that a few months ago uh, because even though we collect this data, configuration data, there is another uh, info, huge information resides in audit logs uh, that details this person signed into this tool using this IP or they are using this one password item or they changed something in Cloudflare uh, 
that is unusual we are working on uh, building the uh, unusual activity based on the changes that we detect and the changes we detect from audit logs that's where we plan to use a streaming technology uh, like Flink I mean I, I have used Flink early in my career in 2015 or, or 16 I guess uh, where we had a similar log system uh, I was first introduced to streaming conceptor uh, we we were collecting logs and building a security product again it was an internal thing but it looks easy to just say I will save this to the data to my database and query it periodically but it doesn't scale it won't scale in that volume of data you need to do something different uh, because when you do lots of queries you will be reading all the data from the system all the time and it will mess with the caches mess with your contention from disk and it won't be as efficient uh, as the streaming that's why we built a simple streaming detection with Flink back then uh, it was just counting uh, events based on time windows and if it detected anomaly compared to the previous time window it was just firing alerts and even that was very helpful uh, to utilize the system resources uh, better uh, yeah I mean that's our plan we will introduce something similar uh, in Resma we are working on it uh, but yeah it's, it's still in the works yeah that's awesome yeah yeah again uh, for example uh, in the for example in uh, I'm time passing somehow in this uh, stream database uh, uh, category right now and uh, uh, but in general the streaming processing there's a, a common concept is called materialized view right so you you try to get data from different sources even some data can uh, can be append only or can have certain primary key so you can do some kind of version tracking or mm -hmm. change lock tracking uh, but again the one of the common use that is no matter how data is changed but we somehow create either a materialized view or kind of like uh, a versioned uh, object with primary key then people just query on that materialized view anytime mm -hmm. as if it is a static table right so I guess um, I, I didn't know more about all those details about the resume but from any user perspective I can just set up all those data collection uh, for example, uh, all those uh, new users or any change on the auth zero, then anytime I just using SQL to query that table, it's feel like a materialized view in the context of uh, streaming mm -hmm. processing. That is, it's always the latest result. Mm -hmm. There's no duplicated event. I don't care too much about the history. I just want to know what's exactly right now. I think, mm -hmm. I think that uh, Resmo already handled this very well without mm -hmm. uh, introducing too many uh, concept or building blocks this yeah. this uh, different uh, tables is already kind of like a material view in the context of us uh, do you agree that yeah yeah it, it, it's similar to material lesbians in concept very much similar okay cool and i think um, if i get the impression right that is you guys also leveraging one of the either uh, query engine or SQL parser uh, open source by AWS, right yeah, we are using Particle. Uh, it was open sourced, I mean, like three years ago, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure what AWS is using it for. I mean, 
they have it embedded in few services, which is uh, hard to write queries like DynamoDB. Uh, they want to make SQL look like they use that language to convert your SQL query to the DynamoDB expressions. They have in they use it in other systems like KLDB. But our use cases we use that uh, they have a simple implementation. We make use of it. We extend it, and we store this data independent of the I mean independent of the storage. That particle allows us to query that data. Uh, we another reason is that particle also supports nested data and that is very common in the cloud configurations they are never simple tables and we we are using it to simplify some of the queries we can write custom functions uh, for example a security group rules are very complex if you want to say does the security group allow these certain ports from these certain IPs, writing it in pure SQL would be, I mean, even though SQL is great, it would be a nightmare. So we do have some utilities like that we can embed. We can also do some live queries to live systems. Uh, we fetch the API result from somewhere, uh, like we get the IP ranges of AWS uh, for each service. That is live data, we don't store it. And you can use it in particular uh, by this abstraction. Uh, it is similar to what Snowflake or others doing. They want to abstract the compute from the storage. Uh, it's not that in that scale, but I see that as a trend uh, for all the databases that claim to be scaled because uh, traditional databases are just believed to be not scaling very well because of the limited resources, need for global locks, and yeah, we are using particle for that reason. Cool, yeah. Uh, I forgot is, what kind of language it is based in. It's uh, Rust, C++, or Java? Yeah, they have both Rust and uh, Kotlin implementation. Rust is fairly new. It doesn't support all the uh, language features. Uh, but we, we are looking forward to uh, migrate to Rust at some point. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing all the uh, high-level design and some of the reasons why you choose that. Maybe we can also talk a little bit about, about your journey uh, as a co-founder. Uh, I think you uh, spent some time in, uh, uh, is that in one of the product team in Atlassia, or can you share more about that? And uh, what kind of problem you, you see uh, and, and, and all from the customer side so that uh, you and your co-founders decided to stop the company uh, Rasmo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was an early engineer at Obstini, which was an alerting platform for on-call engineers. Uh, we had that latency sensitivity there. We, if we receive an alert, we had to route it to the customer, ring their phone in a few milliseconds. Uh, and I worked in the SRE team there and uh, we built internal tools, worked on the system reliability and being a small startup I also did IT related things uh, sometimes and that's how we get the idea for Resmo because once uh, Obstina was acquired by Atlassian we 
had to migrate all the things we had to Atlassian network, uh, infrastructure, platforms that they have equivalency. And that process uh, yielded that, yeah, we have lots of things that we don't even know them. Uh, we, there were lots of developer AWS accounts, there were tools they are using. The tool owner has left the company and we don't even have the credentials anymore. Uh, these things happen when you grow fast and if you, you cannot keep track of everything. As a small IT team, even if you have a huge IT team, people just go and use uh, because signing up to services are just logging with Google button and you, you have an account there. And we, we wanted to fix this problem. I mean, we had all these things scattered around multiple tools. We wanted to build a source of truth for your company. And we I mean, there are, sec of course, there are security tools and asset directories out there, already existing. But our focus was making this very easy. I mean, uh, not everyone has the time or effort uh, to learn details. We wanted to give them out of the box uh, integrations and rule sets, uh, insights, uh, even for small companies. Uh, so they have a good starting point because how late you do it, uh, you, you will be in more uh, mess. That's why we wanted to build a tool like Resmo, we envisioned it. Yeah, cool. And uh, uh, I'm not sure how long your company is, is like more like two, three years? Yeah, it's almost two years. Yeah, cool. And I, I'm, again, very impressed for those uh, Linking update, those uh, uh, in product updates, what's new? You guys are really moving very fast uh, and also start touch more domains, right? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, is there any kind of like lesson learned as a, a co founder of a sub company you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things we believe we are doing good is iterating fast. Uh, we, we try to test ideas as soon as possible we have it i mean we evaluate after we evaluate it in our minds and uh, we need to test it we try to test it in a few months not a year uh, it, because what you believe the customer has the problem is usually very different in reality and you, we want something to show to customers as soon as possible even as a draft uh, some of the functionalities are working we try to show our customers that's the direction we are going, what do you think about this? Uh, that's the conversation we are trying to make. And we get their ideas uh, very quickly and it helps our uh, direction to be more clear. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and and uh, which uh, country city you are based in and uh, you mentioned maybe many of your data center or customer is in US and do you uh, have a lot of meeting in the early morning or late nights? Yeah, I mean, our company is based on US, but right now we are in Turkey as engineering team, uh, product team. Uh, we have late night meetings, but we are used to that because of Atlassian. We had three time zones, San Francisco, Turkey, India and Sydney all <laughs> different parts of the world. Uh, 
it can be hard. I mean, it's not that easy. Uh, but talking with real customers on their real problems, uh, we we try to make that time as much as we can. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Likewise, I really echo that. Is uh, as an engineer, or kind of a former engineer, I'm, I'm no longer writing production code anymore. But uh, we 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 we'd have a lot of ideas, and there's many different ways to doing the same thing. We can keep refining it, right? No matter code style, those uh, new libraries, uh, even new programming language, uh, different uh, architectural design. But uh, knowing what exactly we want from the customer is mm-hmm. so kind of. Uh, encouraging right? you 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 have a good way to say this is not really running fast but it solved the real problem yeah. uh, and and uh, uh, i mean this is really give us a lot of uh, idea regarding which one should be built for for uh, which one should be built first and uh, how good it should be do i need to be that perfect or did i miss anything yes having this feedback loop is really important yeah exactly that's awesome um yeah we uh, I really appreciate you take the time to talk with us. Uh, do you have have any question to myself, or do you want to share anything else? Uh, I mean, not. Uh, I'm thinking of something related to Time Plus. So, why did you decide to build Time Plus? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so it's uh, even someone told me that is hey. Job, I checked your profile and uh, the profile for profiles for rest of the founding team. Many of you coming from Splunk. Uh, assume you guys are very familiar with uh, log analysis or observability in general. Why you guys don't just create the other stuff company for observability, right? So um, the short answer to that is uh, we um, in, in Splunk, it is really a very nice uh, data. Uh, data platform starting from the log or security, even some people using Spark as a database, right? But it, again, it's not really a database. And uh, when, when we facing some uh, huge volume with uh, high expectation on the low latencies uh, stuff or complex kind of like drawing, um, it is doable, but uh, uh, it's not really in a traditional database-based fashion, right? So basically, we. Uh, when I was in Splunk and uh, many other, other co-founders, uh, we we get this uh, uh, we we get this idea that this customer really wants something faster uh, at a massive scale and also do flexible analysis, right? Mm. Um, so we we are, we'd like to see whether there's a new way to build it without uh, using too much. Uh, like revert index or lock based store or mm-hmm. send everything to the database then do the query over over again as you mentioned they can be yeah. a waste of the system resource so uh, in the last uh, few years uh, in the last uh, one or two years uh, my time in Spawn we are building something uh, with uh, with Flink with Kafka with uh, 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 Istro all those uh, components and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's working, but uh, somehow it's, there are too many moving parts. Yeah. So we feel like maybe there's a different way to doing so. So uh, some, of our, some of us uh, came to the idea that is, why not we just build a new database with time as the first, first citizen in the database. So somehow mm-hmm. every single table, we call it a stream, 
have a column called, uh, say we call it underscore TP time. Mm -hmm. So this is more like event time for that event, right? So mm -hmm. if there's any real event time from the event, we just put that in the column. If there's no, we're just using the system clock or the ingestion time. So by mm -hmm. doing so, we can have our uh, database uh, storage is optimized for the time. So next time when you query, we can know which which folder, which file we can uh, just retrieve uh, to fit that potential time. Also, we can do other stuff like detecting a late event. We have some time window, or we can do some time traveling. So as the name, our common name implies, it is put a time into database. So it is time plus database, mm -hmm. or time plus uh, IoT or FinTech solutions. Um, but, but again, this is a really a not easy uh, thing to do. So we uh, we almost run for two years and mm -hmm. uh, we leverage some of the uh, open source component, but we build our own uh, streaming query engine uh, with a lot of enhancement on the join. We have our own kind of like streaming storage similar to Kafka, but not that uh, generic, but mm -hmm. it's good enough for us to using that uh, to Mm -hmm. to get the real-time data put into this storage without uh, having everything in, in the memory, but also can serve for all the complex joins. And we can uh, offload certain data back to the historical store or even some object mm -hmm. storage for cheaper storage. So anyway, long story short, it, it is, a, it is a, a interesting new domain for us, uh, considering we spend so many time. Like for me, I spend uh, seven and a half uh, in Splunk. So I'm not saying I, I get uh, kind of uh, bored for log analysis, but uh, this new streaming database or real-time processing in general is really interesting, and uh, we are very passionate. We can we can contribute some of, some of the new ideas to this domain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when we've tried Flink, I mean, we realized we need to put Kafka, Flink, where to put that storage in ClickHouse or Cassandra. As you said, there are lots of moving parts uh, to manage, and if one of them fails, we don't know what to do because we are not very familiar with them. So that's the problem we are solving, right? Yes. Yeah. So it can be really good for like earlier, earlier team or startup company or build a POC, even for a mature team. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a, a need for us to get end to end kind of a way to debug, to reduce the, the cost of storage or computing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so again, uh, there's a lot of uh, idea whether we should choose uh, a component uh, in, uh, and put them together with a lot of uh, moving parts, or should we choose uh, something with a certain combination of certain capability and reduce the compatibility. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's always a very interesting balance. And as a person in this technical domain, we we might have a kind of a preference uh, for certain things. So that's not really uh, good or bad. I guess it's really uh, try to find what's the best way, considering your current uh, team mm -hmm. size, team skill, uh, your schedule, uh, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, again, I'm very glad to talk to you uh, over over the platform uh, uh, Riverside and uh, uh, stuff. And uh, I, I'm sure we can talk more. And uh, I'm looking forward to maybe see you in one way or the other somewhere in the world. Yeah, yeah me too.
Okay, cool. Thank you. And uh, thank you everyone to listen to this uh, podcast or watch this podcast. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode.